Hey everyone, this is Angela Johnson, and you're listening to the Warrior Razor Podcast. Each week, my mom will talk about real stories and apply biblical truth to everyday life. She'll tell about her personal journey, and sometimes she'll invite other Warrior Razors to share too. Anyone, not just moms, can be part of the conversation. Well, hi, and welcome to the Warrior Razor podcast. My name is Angela Johnson. Uh, For those of you that have been following me or have been tuning into the podcast in the past, you know that it's been a minute since I've been on here uh, to share, to teach, or to do anything for that fact. Um, I've stayed uh, present on social media, but part of my um, absence has been that I've been in preparation for um, a, my my Bible study book to come out this fall, and in that I've been preparing for the teaching. And just to be honest, when you're in in vocational ministry and when much of what you're doing is kind of on your own time and uh, I, I often joke with my husband that the team of me, myself, and I, we're, we're, we're doing a great job, but we've got a lot of plates spinning and um, with this, the end of school. And so honestly, I've been really praying about the podcast and whether to keep it going or not. Um, if this is just something that I, I enjoy to do, but if this is not really God's calling for me to, to spend time with in this season. And so I really kind of just put it off to the side and just said, okay, Lord, I'm just going to give this to you. Um, but in light of some of the things that have happened in our country with, um, with the school shooting going on in Texas and just some of the things that I've just been processing as a mom, as as a person who calls herself a warrior raiser, I just felt this urge to get on and share. And this morning I was a part of a uh, I have a group of women that we're a part of. We call it the Daily Ten. And my good friend, Michelle Bishop, she started this with her own um, organization, but she gets on and she has been doing this w- just amazing thing where she just gets on and she calls calls women together and they just read the Bible for just 10 minutes every day. They read chapters at a time and the whole goal is to get through the word together. Um, they're not having conversation. There's no prayer requests. It's literally just 10 minutes of focused scripture reading time. And through that, there has been some really neat things that have just already sparked some good conversation. Um, but today, some of the girls, we decided to come back on and have a time of prayer. Some of the leaders and, um, in that prayer, the Lord kind of revealed something to me, and I felt just another stirring in my heart to get on here and share with you. So if you're wondering why I look like I'm in my car, it's because I am, and we're actually headed out of town today. And so Derek is off, and the kids are just, it's chaos in the house. And so I knew I needed to get this done um, and get this out to you because it was just, it was just like a burden on my heart. So I'm in my garage in my in my minivan. So mama's coming to you from the minivan right now. So I just apologize for the sound or whatever. Just thank you for just your understanding. But um I I wrote some things out. So I'm gonna read some stuff, um, some notes. 
But on Wednesday after the shooting, I dropped Nora off at, at school. It was her last day of elementary school. She's she's in a kindergarten program where they do a hybrid program. So her still, they always have, not just because of COVID. But on Wednesday, it was her last day of school. And as I pulled into the school uh, drop-off line, I noticed a sheriff office, a sheriff's car was there. And it just, again, it prompted me. I don't always feel like the necessity to produce content for content's sake. I know a lot of people on social media, um, influencers, they're constantly putting out content. And I have not felt the necessity just to put stuff out, just to put stuff out. I just, sometimes when it comes to like a teachings piece or, or something that the Lord just drops in my spirit, I really pray over it and uh, before I put it out. So I did and it, it did get some traction, but what I posted, I'm going to read it to you now in case you don't follow me online. Um, go ahead and follow me on Warrior Razor. I, I kind of double duty post my personal page and Warrior Razor um, on both Instagram and um, Facebook. But here's what I posted. I said, the last Johnson baby is off to her final day of kindergarten. As I pulled into the school lot, I saw a sheriff parked by the doors. My heart instantly began to ache for the parents of Rob Elementary, who should have been re rejoicing over their babies finishing school. But instead, they're mourning over the precious lives lost in a senseless act. As my worry thoughts began to creep in, I started to map out an exit strategy. Maybe I could weave my way out of the chaotic line of cars and go home to safety. Maybe it wouldn't be so bad if they didn't go to school today. Maybe Nora would be okay to miss her last day. I felt my head spin and my stomach not up. So I defaulted to the only thing I knew would help. I began to pray. See, whenever we're in the drop-off line, I have one of the kids read the daily devotional. Um, in fact, I... I have it right here because I'm in my car, but it's um, Sarah Sarah Young's Jesus Calling is what we're we're reading now, and it's the day uh, six, 365 devotions for kids. But I always keep it in the car, um, and that happens to be the one that we were working through this year. Um, so whenever we're in the drop-off line, I have one of the kids read the daily devotional. By no coincidence, this morning's passage was titled "Untangling the Knots," and as Elliot read. Just call my name. Give me your problems and your worry thoughts. I'll untangle all the knots and together we will handle whatever this day brings. It was a soothing balm to my spirit. Thank you, Father. I know God loves my kids more than I do and even more than I could ever imagine. But sometimes that's such a difficult concept for me to grasp. Even still, I have to trust that he will take care of them. And just as the passage today said, the righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. Psalm 34, 19. And then I wrote this prayer. Lord, I thank you for protecting my children. I thank you that you are always with them. I know you will always rescue them because your word says so. I trust you because you are trustworthy. In your precious name I pray, amen. And then my good friend Jess Hammond, who was in that Daily 10 call with me this morning, um, she she's not only my pastor's wife, but she's also one of my best friends, but she she shared my post and in that, I don't know who it was, but 
she it elicited a few questions. And I'll be honest, I even wrestled through this very same question as I posted it. Um, but she wrote on her sharing, uh, the sharing of my post, she said, I had someone ask a question that I think is probably on a lot of people's minds. I don't understand how one can have faith that God will protect their children when he didn't protect the children yesterday at, uh, in Texas. And here's the thing. So many times, you know, we look around and wonder how a loving God could allow the things that are happening. But the truth is, and Jess wrote this too, she said, a loving God entered into humanity's self-destruction and brokenness when Jesus came to redeem us from this brokenness and sin. See, I, I think that that was such an honest question. And I even wrestled with that too. Like, okay, Lord, I'm going to just pray this prayer in faith that I have to trust you. And um, while I was writing that, the Lord brought something back to my remembrance. And see, at the beginning of the school year, actually before the, the start of the school year, I told Derek, I just felt this urge in my spirit to go to the school and walk around the school and pray, pray for protection. And in that, at the time, there was a lot of ramblings and there still is today, but there was a lot going on in social media about critical race theory and the content of education. There's a lot going on in our district. It's even made national news in regard to, to some stuff going on in Olentangy, but um, that's the school district that we're in. But my husband and I went to the school, we took the kids and we walked around the school for about a half an hour and we prayed. And I, it was brought to my remembrance that perhaps the prayer is what preserved my kids even this year or going forward. And I don't know, but I, I, I was, that was, that came to my mind as I was asking God the question, how can I pray for my kids safety when those that were in the school shooting were not spared and maybe their par parents prayed the same prayer. But here's, here's what I, what I also felt God kind of drop into my spirit. Um, and I responded on Jess's thread as well. And so this is what I wrote yesterday, I think it was, or two days ago. I said, that's such an honest question. And I know God can work with honesty to those who are reflecting on how can we have faith that God will protect our children when he didn't protect the children yesterday. I might also add uh, to all that Jess said, because she talked about um, the brokenness that got, that we live in today, uh, we also have to understand that this pr his protection that we're praying for, it can come in ways that we don't fully comprehend, and we have to be okay with that. His ways are so much higher than ours, and he is sovereign, but here's the rub. The alternative of not trusting him isn't an option for me. Because to doubt him is to live hopeless, full of despair, and losing my, my sanity over anything that scares me. And that's not a life I choose to live. And I know that as I was writing these words, I, I know I have, I have friends that live in fear and anxiety. And so as I was writing these words, I was actually even thinking about them. Um, but I went on to write, the horrific tragedy like yesterday is a result of this sin-filled fallen world where people with free will make catastrophic choices that bring pain and sorrow to the world around them. But even still, I have the choice to guard my mind and heart and willfully put my hope in God's unfailing love and faithfulness. Will I suffer? Yes. Will my children suffer? Yes you know what? 
They already have. We've already experienced suffering in my family and in, in my extended family. Um, we've already experienced loss and, and, and heartache. Um, but guess what? Did Jesus suffer? Yes. But that suffering is not without hope. The eternal hope of a future glory. And a, a lot of things have come out from Tuesday's events. Um, my husband had the nightly news playing on uh, in the playing in the background, and my kids stopped and started to watch it. And we actually stopped and paused, and um, we 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 did not want them to see it. But then Elliot said, "Mom, I want to know what's going on in the world around me," and so that really pose the opportunity for just a really honest conversation. And so we did, we had a conversation with them and said, listen, you're going to hear some stuff. You're going to see some stuff on the news that is scary and it's sad, but we have a hope in Jesus. And so we can't live in fear, but here's, here's why we pray. Here's why mommy and daddy, you know, I pray, I, I've shared on the podcast before that I pray over my kids every day when they go to school. I pray that Jehovah Shema, who is the God who is here, he he's in their tomorrows. He's in their todays. He surrounds them. Um, the word says that he hems us in, he guards us, he protects us, and that nothing gets to us except through his sovereign will. And I pray these prayers over them every day because of things like this, not because I live in fear, but because I ask God for his protection and in how he, he protects is his, it's his design. It's his, it's his will. He chooses how he protects. Um, and that, I, I I can't sit in that what if space, but that's why I pray. Um, and so we decided to go ahead and allow them to watch the the coverage of the news. And it lend it it because of that, there was some really amazing conversation that happened out of that. So this is a sidebar, but I just encourage you to have the difficult conversations with your kids. Obviously, do it age appropriate. Ask for ask for God to give you the words. James one five says that He'll give us the divine wisdom if anybody lacks it. And I just pray that He will give me the words to speak to speak to Nora, to Elliot, and to Elias in exact ways that their hearts can handle it. But. Um, you know, on the news, they reported these statistics and I went online and I confirmed that there's a gun violence archives. It's really sad and just heart wrenching. But part of the, the stats they shared on the nightly news and on the gun violence archives uh, page was that in 2022 alone, there have been 27 school shootings. Since 2013, there have been 214 mass shootings. But here's the thing on the, the group call that I was a part of this morning, my, my friend Krista, she said that she was reminded that there is nothing new under the sun. And she, she and her, and another group of women that she's a part of, they've been studying, um, uh, Elijah. And she said she just was reminded that there is nothing new under the sun. And that's actually it comes from Ecclesiastes 1.9. It says, and this is the NIV, it says, what has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. I, I like how NL, the New Living Translation simplifies it. I kind of default to the NLT, but it says, history merely repeats itself. It has all been done before. Nothing under the sun is truly new. See, we're just feeling this tragedy more and more here in the U.S. Um, we've kind of lived in a first world bubble. Um, there's, there, I have a good friend, Sergei, from, uh, that I met on a mission trip to the Ukraine whose family has been fractured by the warfare going on in his homeland. And he hasn't been home since the first bombs began to drop. And his wife's 
his wife, Julia, her brother's children uh, are now um, fatherless because he died in war. And those are things that they are experiencing. And um, we don't live in a third world country here in the United States. So what we're feeling now is we're feeling the the fractures and the fault lines of our society and that are now just just now breaking open um we we're living in an the aftermath of a godless nation uh see we know that covid just really exacerbated the mental health crisis and there's so much that the media wants to put a, a finger on to just that's the pressure point. That's the reason. That's the blame center for why things like um, the the shooting in Texas happen. But um, I just I, I just know that there's just like a catastrophic ripple effect that happens from some of these senseless acts. And just to shed some light on that, if you haven't been hearing this in the news, um, we think about the ripple effects. We're feeling the ripple effects of this of our nation just having God so far from its center. Um, you know, Irma Garcia, she was one of the teachers that was killed. Her husband, Joe, he just died of a, of a heart attack and they're attributing it to broken heart syndrome. It's a true medical condition. You can look it up. Uh, so now their family now has lost their mother and their father. Um, there were 19 children that were, were just horrifically murdered, um, even even the shooter, his family, his family is feeling the fallout from his senseless act. Um, those kids will never grow up to have a future, to have their own families. Those families have been forever marred by the effects of this, this one person. Um, even the students that were high school students in that area, they were not able to, they're not able to have a normal graduation ceremony. They're being robbed of that significant milestone. Um, and even uh, you heard, I, many of you probably heard in the news that there were kids that didn't show up to school that day that were supposed to be in that classroom. And so my prayer is that they don't suffer the, the survivor guilt that can come from some of this. You know, in preparing to share with you, I was looking up um, some of the stuff just about survival, survivor guilt and that people that it's a real thing that they battle it. I just realized it's it's getting dark out. It's storming here, and so the lighting in here is really shifted. So I'm really sorry about that. But um, I was reading about stuff that happened in in 9/11, and there were seemingly small things that caused people to be late to go to work that day, or people were taking smoke breaks that didn't normally take a smoke break, or some some small some some, some small decision that they made. Uh, allowed them to not be in the building that day. And so many of them have had to, uh, year, years later, some of them have been haunted by their decision or their near miss. Um, they've wept or and they've wondered, you know, why me? Uh, or they've maybe even felt pressure because people with good meaning intentions, like, oh, you're alive for a purpose. And so even in, in our group today, we took time to pray for those children that should have been there under normal circumstances, but weren't. And so we prayed against the survivor guilt for those children as well. Um, but here's the thing. Already in media, in the media, we're seeing that there's they're trying to find a reason. They want to blame. That's what we do as humans. We want to find a reason why, um, why, and we want justice. We want justice for the wrongs done. Um, and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think that we're innately designed to want justice. If we're created in God's image, He wants justice too. 
But I just got so sickened with the fact that politicians were reducing everything that happened on, on Tuesday to, to policies and to, to rights and to, to just tighter restrictions. And they want to make it a political issue when we as a nation just need to, need to mourn. We need to mourn and just have our hearts be ripped open and just break and just for the, the wrongs and the injustice that has been done. Um, but you see like this, this is not God's design for humanity. It wasn't his intention. He, he created us and placed us in the perfection of Eden without sin or without shame. And, you know, our man's disobedience, trace it back to Adam and Eve. You want to blame someone. But even then, it's like, no, it's because Satan was there and he manipulated God's truth. And through their rebellion, sin was introduced. And that's why we're living in this broken place. Uh, so back to that question about how can a loving God allow things that are happening? Here's the thing. God entered into humanity through Jesus um, to redeem us from our brokenness and sin. And so while we were praying in our group this morning, um, I don't I don't know if, if you've ever heard of this for those of you listening, but um, you get a word or God will give you a picture in your prayer time. But I got a word um, from the Lord while we were praying and I shared it with the women there and I felt compelled to share it with you guys today. But um, God reminded me of the verse in Amos 5.24 where it says, Let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. And Jess on the call, my friend, she brought up she, the Message Bible. She said, look at what the Message Bible says of this translation. And it says from Amos 5.21 through 24 in the message, it says, I can't stand your religious meetings. I'm fed up with your conferences and conventions. I want nothing to do with your religious project or your religion projects, your pretentious slogans and goals. I'm sick of your fundraising schemes, your public relations and image making. I've had all I can take of your noisy ego music. When was the last time you sang to me? Do you know what I want? I want justice, oceans of it. I want fairness, rivers of it. That's what I want. That's all I want. And as I was thinking about like having justice roll down like waters, having justice roll down like ocean, ocean waves, I, I started to, my, my, brain, I'm kind of like scientifically minded for those of you that know me, I, I started looking up, what does that look like? What does that mean? Um, and I kind of came, came to the place of studying like tsunamis, like a tsunami wave. I was thinking about like the, the waves that crashed over the Egyptians in the Red Sea, like those type of waves, like that's the waves of justice that I want for this situation that God calls for his people. And I started reading about tsunamis. And did you know that a tsunami is generated by the displacement of water by a large event? A large event like an earthquake, an underwater explosion, a landslide, volcanic eruption, or a massive shift, a seismic displacement of the everyday normalcy. That's when tsunami waves begin to roll. And then I looked up the causes of 
a tropical cyclone, like those hurricanes. Um, and according to Wikipedia, there are six common factors that must be present for the cyclone to form, one of which is, is wind shear. And without making this a meteorology lesson, I want you to walk away with knowing this. Wind shear is a micro-scale meteorological phenomenon occurring over a very small distance. I'm going to highlight that word, a micro-scale occurrence, micro-scale, something small, not something massive. And then if you would just allow me to take this one step further in chaos theory, which is, I'm going to just dumb this down for my understanding, not for yours, but for my own understanding. It's, it's uh, chaos theory, which is a scientific and mathematical theory that focuses on patterns and understanding how things begin and um, determining systems. In chaos theory, there's a term called the butterfly effect. And put simplistically, it's, it basically describes how a small change in one state can result in large differences in a later state. So it's been theorized that these seismic events like tsunamis and hurricanes can be brought uh, by something as seemingly insignificant as a butterfly flapping its wings earlier in the week. So all this to say that if we consider those catastrophic effects that happened on Tuesday or all the during the 27 shootings that happened in 2022 alone, and we're not even done with this year yet, right? That those catastrophic effects, those ripple effects that can come from one person's heinous actions, what would happen if each one of us did just one good thing? What would happen if each one of us started to get some righteous indignation for the state of the world around us, where our hearts would break for the sorrow of humanity? What if we dropped just one pebble in the water and watched those ripples occur? What if we fluttered our wings and saw the outcome of our own butterfly effect? See, one of the beautiful things about that verse in Amos um, from 524 in that passage that I read earlier, it's not just the message, um, but it was also the messenger. See, Amos, he was a shepherd. He was essentially a nobody. And in his time, shepherds were at or near the bottom of the social order, which helps me smile and realize that we don't have to be um, some huge social influencer. We don't have to have a microphone to have a difference or make an impact. Um, the other thing that my friend Jess said, and we were kind of chatting on text after the, our prayer time today, she said, because um, I had posted this whole thing about this butterfly effect and just, just this ripple effect kind of mindset. And she wrote, I'm going to read it because it's just too powerful to, to stay with just the four of us that were on that group chat. But she said, I think in our day and age of superstar acts of love and change, the enemy has convinced us that if we can't do something on a big scale, it's not even worth the time to do it. When all the while the Holy Spirit is telling us to do the small things because that is where the big change happens. 
Oh, that we would be obedient in the small, reject the lies of the enemy of stardom, of, of wanting recognition for our efforts, and even believing that lie, that if people don't see, uh, see or recognize it, our contribution does not matter. The other profound thing about the passage in Amos is that, yes, the message was a judgment on Israel because of their unfaithfulness uh, for being God's chosen people. They they had they had strayed from their calling. They had rejected God's law, um, but also there was a message of hope interwoven into um, into the prophetic word that Amos brought um, in that. There was a there was a, a a message of hope for the faithful remnant, those that would remain, and that they would be preserved and would someday uh, see a day of glorious restoration and blessing. So here's the thing: while you and I re- we wait for that perfection restored, for the the new Jerusalem that we are told of in in Revelation, we have a charge and a challenge to remain. And as another prophet said, Joel, he said, repent, turn from our wicked ways and that the Lord would heal our land. So with that, um, I want to just leave you with some, some a call to action. Uh, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, um, I just just encourage you just to start to pray because that is our profound obligation as children of 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 God. And oh, and there goes my light, um, the the garage light. So I'm sorry, you're just gonna have to see me in the dark here. I'm gonna turn on my my car light here. Well, no, even the car light's done. Let me open my door. Maybe that'll work. There we go. <laughs> So uh, with that, I just want to leave you with two things. So here's your call to action, okay? My friend um, Krista, she's involved with an, an organization, um, and I'm going to go ahead and post, post this in the, the, the um, podcast notes and the link, but it's called Hearts for Heroes, and what she's, she's, it's a call to action to help us flood the first responders in Texas with so much love. So you could cut out hearts, computer paper, or loose leaf paper, and that'll do just fine. Write words of encouragement or have your kids draw pictures for law enforcement officers, firefighters, EMS, and nurses because those actions will not go unnoticed. And see, that's the thing. We think about that ripple effect um, those first rep- responders that had to see those lifeless bodies of those babies on the floor, like that, those images will forever be burned into their minds. And so, um, Krista, her, her butterfly effect is to do something to help those people in the aftermath of this tragedy. So, um, it's called Hearts for Heroes. So she just wants you to, to um, send it in. You can, um, mail it in to her directly, and um, I'll post the in the in the 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 podcast notes the address there for that as well. The other thing, um, like I talked about, what we did at our homeschool uh, at, at our school here in our community, we walked around the community, the school, and prayed. Um, I want to challenge anybody that's listening to to have their own warrior razor walk. So this summer, I encourage you to go out to your school. Go alone, go as a family, or, or you can even organize a group from your community. It doesn't have to be some official thing. You don't have to get permission to do it, okay? Um, but I'm calling on each of you to pray. Walk around your school and pray for the teachers, the staff, the students. Pray for their safety. Pray for peace in the classroom and pray for the division to cease. 
Pray for the protection of our children. Pray for the innocence of our babies, whether in preschool or high school. Our prayers matter. But I'm challenging you to get up, flap your wings, create your own butterfly effect so those tsunami waves of justice can roll over our communities, over our country, over the nations, and let us create our own ripple effect for the kingdom. I pray that you have been challenged by this. It's been challenging for me to get on here and do this. I've been a long time away from the podcast, but I just felt this burden in my spirit to leave you with this call to action. So with that, I'm just so grateful that you're listening. And I just pray that there will be exponential dividends that come from our our butterfly effects, from those little pebbles that we throw into um, the waters that can cause these waves to forever impact the kingdom of heaven. So with that, I just thank you. And to all of my fellow warrior raisers, aim your arrows well. Amen. Hi, this is Elliot Johnson. Thank you for listening to the Warrior Razor podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share.